This is the podfic of Married and Bright, written by Fruit Coops, read by Ashita. Come on, Pads, why don't you shove your face a little further into his neck? James teased, sinking into the armchair closest to the fire with a grin and a fresh cup of eggnog. I'm sure there's an inch or two you haven't found yet. Sirius glared at him over the collar of Remus's sweater, though the edges of his eyes crinkled as laughter washed over the room. He's just jealous, Sirius said with a light kiss to the hinge of Remus's jaw, earning himself an amused look. Wishes it was him. <laughs> as if, Lily snorted. She settled into James's lap and slung her legs over the armrest, then gave one of his curls a tug that mirrored the skip of his heart at her familiar weight on his thighs. Her skin was warm from the fire when he slipped a hand under her thick sweater to rest at the small of her back. Her red-painted lips curled into a smile. You did good, Black, but I think we can agree Potter here won the jackpot. Sirius raised his head to rest his chin on Remus's shoulder, wrapping his arms around his waist. Agreed to disagree, Evans. At least none of the rest of us have matching sweaters. Casey countered mildly with his head in Nat's lap as she braided small strands in his hair. You four are downright sickening sometimes. Jealous, Remus whispered, drawing a snicker from Sirius that was muffled by the thick knit. Dumo had finally fixed his second-hand record player, a passion project, he called it, as long as James knew him, and light music floated through the house as the fire crackled merrily and cast the living room in a reddish glow. At least half the team was piled into the small space, but it was surprisingly quiet. They were all drowsy from the potluck dinner and the last practice before the holiday break. James flexed his sore feet in his fuzzy socks and grimaced, then relaxed as Lily combed her fingers through his hair. She still smelled like butterscotch from the cookies they baked and brought as their contribution. He made a mental note to get the picture of her and Harry on the kitchen counter printed and framed as soon as possible. Honestly, he thought as Sirius nudged Remus's ear with his nose until he laughed under his breath and ducked his chin. It's like you two are trying to live a Hallmark movie. Parents coming up the sheer hoops? Talker asked around a yawn. Remus looked over in surprise, away from the light kisses his cheese ball of a husband was scattering over his cheek. Hmm? Oh, yeah, they'll be up till New Year's. Jules? Nah. They're gonna pull a home alone and see how he does. Talker shrugged, unfazed by the sarcasm save for the half-smile pulling at his mouth. I'd put my money on him. Tough kid, that one. <laughs> yeah, real tough, Remus snorted. Reg coming down too? James asked. Sirius glanced up with a smile. He'll be here next Tuesday. His last exam is the 20th. Poor kid, Remus said as Talker made a noise of sympathy. James craned his neck back towards the kitchen, never loosening his hold on Lily. Hey, Nutty, your partner in crime is coming down to help you torture us for the holidays. There was no response. Ollie sat up from his place, splayed in front of the fire with a groan, and squinted into the kitchen, then rolled his eyes with a fond shake of his head before flopping back down. Harzy's tormenting him with a cookie cutter, and Trems is eating the dough. How did a nice boy like him get tangled up with those two again? Someone should probably save him, Lily remarked without even making a twitch to get up. James kissed the sliver of bare skin between her sleeve and shoulder and she winked, dropping one on his cheekbone in return. Even after nine years, the brush of her lips still made his stomach flip-flop. 
And you have the nerve to call us embarrassing? Sirius said dryly. James stuck out his tongue and Sirius pulled a face right back at him. You two cannot be in the same room together, Lily half laughed. Ree, I think we married five-year-olds on accident. Remus scrunched up his nose. Do you think it's too late to return them? Yes, James and Sirius chorused, causing a fresh wave of laughter to ripple through their friends. Trebsy, leave baby Golly alone, Cooney said sleepily, as he leaned back against Nato's legs from his spot on the floor. On snowman cookie before nap. He loves me, Logan's disembodied voice called back. No, I don't, Leo laughed. Now stop eating everything, you'll make yourself sick. But it's good, Logan protested. There was a light snap of a towel and James buried his laughter in Lily's upper arm. Out of my kitchen, all of y'all. Y'all, James mouthed to Talker, who hid his smile in his hand as his shoulders shook. Finn and Logan trooped out a moment later, looking thoroughly admonished. They snuggled up on the smaller couch, though James noticed the gap left between Logan's feet and the armrest. He wondered if they were doing it on purpose, or if it had simply become a habit over the past two years. The thought warmed him to his bones. They sat in relative silence, enjoying the fire and each other's company as snow fell heavily outside and quiet murmurs buzzed through the house. A storm had been brewing all day. He hoped the flurry wouldn't get too bad before it was time to head back. Harry was out cold in Katie's old nursery, but he never liked being away from home for too long. Then again, James didn't think any of them would mind a few days spent together. Dumo and Celeste always invited people to stay over after parties. Leo padded out of the kitchen a moment later, wiping his flowery hands on his thighs before sliding right into the free space and folding himself against Logan with a hum. They're so cute, Lily said, barely above a whisper. He nodded, resting his head on her collarbone. Her hand settled back into his hair a moment later and he ran his thumb in small circles over her hip. I'm glad they found each other. Ditto, he mumbled. The conversations lulled after that, the early drowsy haze slid fully into naptime territory, and James felt the shift in the warm air. Dumo and Celeste were still putting the kids to bed, but it seemed the day had finally caught up to all of them. Cooney's light snoring picked up within five minutes, and Finn began to blink slower and slower until he nodded off with Logan curled up under his arm. Sirius yawned and tucked his face into the crook of Remus's neck once more. In the time it took James to cast a cursory look around the room, Talker fell asleep as well. Casey and Nat traded three kisses before he shifted onto his side and closed his eyes. A heavy, comfortable feeling blanketed James's brain, and he leaned his head into the bend of the armchair, close enough to nuzzle his cheek against Lily's shoulder, but far enough that she could easily snuggle into him. Families would start arriving soon, holiday chaos would reign until James wondered if this was the year he finally said Christmas was a scam, and meant it, and practices would be back before they knew it. But there would be days of snowball fights and big family dinners and gathering everyone for a pickup game, of gifts and troublemaking and a million mistletoe kisses from the most beautiful woman in the world. He would watch the cubs wend and weave in their own special way. He would see his best friend spend his first holiday season as the second happiest married man in the world. 
He would certainly get to snap a photo of Talker's face when Noelle showed up three days early to surprise him and drive Casey and Nat to the airport to pick up Alex as they nearly vibrated out of his car in excitement. But for the time being, James could close his eyes and let the snow fall outside. The future would have its own surprises. In the present, he would fall asleep, surrounded by the best family he could ask for. The End